0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Welcome everyone to episode number 111 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wael, and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any, Any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, Now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you're remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, uh, or if you've been a Muslim all of your life and just want to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah, Uh, Now with that being said, let's get right Into today's topic, and uh, Today's topic, we will inshallah Continue talking about Charity in Islam, Uh, you know In the previous uh, uh, episode We talked about, you know, the Obligatory charity, we talked about, you know uh, uh, The zakah, and we mentioned All the aspects of zakah, alhamdulillah uh, uh, And forgive me If I, you know, forgot anything uh, Regarding that, and we talked about You know, the rewards and the punishments and all these things Uh, And in today's episode, we will talk about the voluntary charity, which is the Sadaqah. So the voluntary charity in the Quran uh, and and in the Sunnah is is referred to as Sadaqah. And do not uh, think that for a second that because it's voluntary, because it's optional, that it's uh, not important or not as important as Zakat. Zakat is extremely important, and if you don't do it, you're sinful. Uh, But Sadaqah is also extremely important and yeah, the only difference is if you do not do sadaqah um, You're not sinful, you know, like the, the zakah part However, do you think that we don't need to pay sadaqah? Do you think that we can skip paying sadaqah as long as we're paying zakah? Inshallah, this is what we will find out in, in today's topic Now, sadaqah is, of course, not, like I said, it's voluntary and uh, uh, sadaqah, you pay, it. actually, one of the biggest differences, besides that it's voluntary, of course, is that there's, again, no specific amount, as little as you can pay, it's sadaqah. So you pay, uh, how, you know, as much as you, you want or you can. And also you don't have, sadaqah does not only, it's not only eligible for Muslims. You can pay it for Muslims and non-Muslims, again, if your intention is for the sake of Allah, not any other. For any other reason So you can spend If you see some poor Needy non-Muslims And you're trying to make Da'wah to them You're trying to preach Islam To show them that Islam is good And it's a religion Which is the truth You're not deceiving them You're literally Obeying Allah's commands So Allah saying In that case When it comes to sadaqah You can pay to non-Muslims Zakah however Has to be for Muslims Do you understand? Zakah is only Muslims Sadaqah is uh, Not necessarily Muslims You can pay for Muslims Or non-Muslims Of course preferable Muslims Because You know, the more you you, you help a Muslim brother or sister out In this life, Allah helps you out in the hereafter So also keep that in mind And again, the golden rule is The relatives and the close ones, close friends Are more worthy of your charity than the strangers Even neighbors You know, if you don't have anybody in your family members If you don't have any friends who are in need, neighbors You know, just think of the closest person to you uh, who is in need is definitely ha- they have the uh, higher priority when it comes to paying zakah too. Now, uh, Allah subhanahu wa taala actually look at the the blessings of sadaqah Now, these are things. This is a portion of money that you don't have to pay, right? But Allah encourages us to pay a lot. Like Allah again mentions it numerous, numerous times in numerous verses in the Quran. Number one, Allah actually prevents certain calamities from happening to you if you pay. Sadaqa, like for example getting sick the prophet ﷺ said in an authentic hadith "Dawu mardaqum cure the sick ones in your life basically you love the ones who are sick by paying sadaqa Dawu mardaqum also uh, you know uh, allah will increase your the, the, allah will noticeably increase your provision and wealth here's something that's a beautiful hadith but the prophet ﷺ. it's incredible the Prophet ﷺ said uh, Three things that he swore on One of them To just make it short Is You will hear by the way If you go to a masjid And you're going to hear a lot of people When they are collecting donations They're going to say this hadith The Prophet ﷺ swore Imagine swore By Allah Your money, your wealth Will not decrease if you pay sadaqah Meaning what? If you pay sadaqah Allah will make it up to you immediately And wallahi Wallahi my dear brothers and sisters I feel this first hand I feel this first hand When I try to pay someone You know Some money for the sake of Allah Wallahi Wallahi I feel that no decrease In my money I don't even feel it By the way No matter how much you pay it's not like you have to pay, uh, you know, minimal amount or something. No, 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 no. If you pay a huge amount, Allah will make it up to you. And there are stories, Wallahi, that happened to me personally, you know, to, to family members that I know. It's it's incredible. Like I remember someone who paid, uh, actually my, my dad, he told me this story that he paid uh, sadaqah for someone because they, they were in need. And immediately my dad got promoted, like two days after. Two days or maybe three days Again it's within a few days Promoted Do you understand? Promoted This is Allah's response immediately Now uh, the response doesn't have to be something that's very apparent It doesn't have to be something that's in your face Oh you're going to get promoted On. Do not do it with that intention to get promoted Do it because you want to do it for, Have the intention for the sake of Allah For the rewards and let Allah handle this whole Making up your money kind of, th- kind of thing Do not worry about this part Again the Prophet swore, "Our wealth will not, will never actually decrease if we pay sadaqah." And of course, of course, the reason why we pay sadaqah is to increase our good deeds on the hereafter. And again, it tests our belief in Allah. When you take from your money and you pay for someone who is in need, you're literally taking away from your money. That means you believe in Allah's words. You believe in Allah's promises. It shows that you are a believer. And here's a beautiful verse. And actually, this is mentioned in the chapter of Hadid, and it's mentioned in the chapter of Baqarah, verse number 245. Look at this. One of the most beautiful wallahi, it gives me goosebumps. And this verse actually is, is, is repeated, like I said, in the chapter of Hadid as well. But let's talk about the one in the chapter of Baqarah since it's the same thing. The chapter of Baqarah verse number 245 Allah is saying who will who is willing to give a loan to Allah what what is that supposed to mean means give a loan to Allah who's willing to give a loan to Allah so Allah will multiply that loan that return will basically your your return your profit will come back to you, Multiplied by A and kathira A lot Allah didn't even You know limit it to a number What does that mean Allah. How do you give a loan to Allah By paying charity but how though When you pay charity For the sake of Allah Allah saying That money that you paid It's in my possession I keep it for you I have it. It's a loan. As if you're loaning Allah some money for Allah's sake. Allah does not need our money. Of course we need this. Allah is the source of wealth, right? Don't take this literally. Allah is saying you are giving me a loan. Meaning what? When you pay money and you're not getting anything, you're not paying it with the intention of getting anything in return in this life, Allah uses this or manifests this as a loan. He keeps it in a safe under your name. Has your name tag on it and the more you, you you give Allah Allah keeps that loan keeps it Allah is not because what is a loan is when someone gives you money now we're talking about a halal loan here so you, you give someone money right and then they give it back to you that is a loan right so Allah's saying i'm going to take that money because i'm Allah is going to give us back rewards right so or Allah is going to give it back to us in terms of like rewards right so Allah is going to say basically saying whatever you pay for the sake of Allah won't go unnoticed Will always be documented basically So Allah's taking that money from us Taking that money Taking that money Even though you're paying it to the poor You're not paying it to Allah But Allah keeps it in a safe Keeps it in a safe Keeps records You know And then on the day of judgment فَيُضَاعِفَهُ لَهُ katira. Allah will multiply this By, by a lot This is katira means a lot Allah doesn't even give us a limit Like Allah's not saying I'm gonna double it Or I'm gonna triple it Or I'm gonna quadruple No Allah saying, I'm going to multiply it by, God knows. And part of the sadaqah, right? The Prophet ﷺ said in a beautiful hadith by uh, you know, Ibn Umar, the son of Umar, عنه, He said, The most beloved thing to Allah is happiness that you give to a fellow Muslim or a believer and specifically mu'min means a believer how do you you know give happiness to muslim to to a believer takhiff anhu you help him with a with a with a difficult situation or help her with a difficult situation or look pay their debt pay off their debt or if they're hungry you pay for their food so Allah's telling you how look the best deeds to Allah when it comes to de- now, when it comes to Salah, there is nothing that precedes in Salah. But Allah is saying one of the best deeds in Habbal Ahmedi illallah, one of the best deeds when it comes to, to dealing with one another is you entering happiness upon a Muslim family or a Muslim relative or you know a believer in specific, like I said, by paying off their debt. Helping them with a the difficult situation or feeding them when they're hungry. Another hadith by the Prophet said, was Sadaqah, al Kama You want Allah to expiate your sins? Pay sadaqah. When you pay sadaqah, Allah forgives automatically. It's automatic. The sadaqah puts down a sin as you know water puts down fire. al kama and look, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala told us in a Hadith Qutsi. We mentioned what is a Hadith Qutsi. Hadith Qutsi meaning it's a hadith on the tongue of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala directly. Not worded with the wordings of the Prophet It's directly, it's not in the Qur'an. It's a hadith still, but it's all the hadith and the Qur'an coming from Allah. But the Hadith Qutsi is uh, basically a hadith on behalf of Allah. Allah is directly speaking to us. Allah saying what? يَبْنَ آدَمْ اِنْفِقْ أَنْفَقَ اللَّهُ عليك. Oh, the child of Adam. Spend for the sake of Allah and I will spend on you. Now, how does Allah spend on you? Wealth in this life and rewards in the hereafter. And, Allah, the, and these are all examples of how beautiful and powerful Sadaqah is. You know, what the Prophet ﷺ said also in another hadith, Avoid hellfire. Avoid hellfire. Even if you pay, look at this uh, one piece of date. To someone who's in need So if you give a piece of date To someone who is hungry That's considered the Sadaqah by the way That will make you avoid hellfire Again The Sadaqah also purifies the self The soul So it purifies your money It purifies your wealth And it also purifies the soul You know There's so many benefits Of paying Sadaqah Again this is money you don't have to pay but imagine look at the amount of rewards you can get in this life and in the hereafter especially when the prophet ﷺ swore that you won't feel any decrease in your wealth you won't feel it it will be the same as if you're not paying any sadaqa except you're going to be gaining rewards in this life and in the hereafter there is actually there are 8 gates uh, in jannah right so one of those gates. There's a gate for, uh, you know, the fasting. There's a gate for praying. Those who basically excel in these things. So each individual who excels in praying will enter Jannah from, you know, the praying uh, part. Each person who, uh, any person who excels in in fasting, you know, they fast a lot. They fast like really fasting. Then they'll enter the gates from, you know, the gate of fasting. By the way, Abu Bakr Siddiq will enter Jannah from all eight gates because he excelled in every single aspect of it. One of those gates is charity You will enter Jannah There is a gate that's specified Or designated for those who pay pay a lot of charity Those who spend for the sake of Allah Don't you want to be one of them? You know Also the Sadaqah is actually when Allah is angry at you It actually makes Allah less angry at you If you do something really bad and you pay pay Sadaqah It helps with the relationship For the sake of Allah Sadaqah also Because when you pay sadaqah For people Like I said In installments You are basically uh, Giving them the sense of security It also secures you In this life And in the hereafter So in this life Sadaqah secures you From any fear Anything that might harm you You won't be afraid of it Allah will boost Your You know Um Your courage In terms of like You know Your tolerance To fear And all these things And at the same time You will be exempt From fearing Allah And what Allah will do To certain people On the day of judgment And like I said If there's a calamity If there's anything Sadaqah helps Wallahi with all of this Now again Like I said Granted it's for those Who can pay It's for those Who are capable Of paying sadaqah Not for anyone Right Allah is merciful At the end of the day Um and uh, one beautiful hadith about the Prophet, He said that one of the things That increases our lifespan and Believe it or not If you are And this is, comes when, when it comes I think we talked about this whole Editing in destiny For those of you who listen to the episode Of editing the destiny One of the things is When you are supposed to live For let's say 60 years If you pay sadaqah a lot And if you pay for the sake of Allah Zakah and kinship If you observe your kinship These two things will increase your lifespan. Allah, if Allah wills, will increase, will edit your destiny, which is also written in another layer of destiny, like we said, will increase your lifespan. Can you imagine this? So you can keep doing more and more stuff. Here's an interesting question. Who do you think is better in the sight of Allah? Someone who has wealth and a good worshiper, a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or someone who is poor And uh, also a believer and a worshiper uh, And a good worshiper to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who do you think is better? Guess what? The answer is the one who has money Believe it or not Why? Because money is a distraction Money is a distraction But the poor Sometimes they will have no other choice But to keep making dua and praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Allah will increase their wealth So Allah will give them money The, The one who has money has more of a test Of an obstacle to come Which is the distraction Of having money Right And we're talking about Middle class and up Doesn't have to be like rich If you have, if you live comfortably This is a test And if you live comfortably And you pay your money For the sake of Allah You pay the zakah You pay the sadaqa, And you worship Allah You pray on time You do all these things You are a better human being In the sight of Allah Than someone who is poor And Because again Allah knows the intentions At the end of the day You get it? And I want to, you know, uh, tell you about two beautiful hadith by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet ﷺ told us hadith about, you know, someone uh, who basically had a, a, a farm, right? Uh, a garden, and uh, the rain didn't come for a while. But then the neighboring farm, the, the farm next to, to that person, to that guy, uh, you know, was flourishing And there was You know was There the was You know Prudus and all these things So he was wondering We're right next to each other What's going on Then he saw the cloud That means that rain was coming And that cloud Passed him And went to The next farm And it started raining And he just lost his mind So he said What? What? What's going on? So he ran This is the person I'm telling us this story And I think it was from The children of Bani Israel Then he went ran to the owner of that farm and he asked him, "Hey man, what's going on here? It's, it rains here but it doesn't. I'm right next to you." So, what is it that you do? There there must be something, there must be something that causes this miracle. So the guy said, "I don't know what I do. I just I'll tell you my method and maybe that's what it is." He said, "When you know, um, my 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 things grow and, and the produce grow, and their time. It's time for me to basically, you know, start to distribute them. I put a third back to re basically replant them, and you know, re- planting the seeds like you know the whole concept with that, with that we talked about. And then he takes one third for his family. So now these are two thirds, and then I give one third to the poor. So the guy said from the other farm. He said, "This is it. That is the reason." That is the reason And then he started doing the same And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with the rain and it's, it's, it's incredible It's incredible, subhanAllah uh, Another hadith about the Prophet And this is a beautiful hadith And my dear brothers and sisters hear this out very carefully One of the companions one time Came to the Prophet And he was a little upset So he said to him, O Prophet of Allah I have a problem My brother doesn't work He does not have a land. He does not have a business. Nothing. And he lives with me. And I take care of him. But he doesn't work for the food that I provide for him. He doesn't help me out with my business. He doesn't do a lot of things. And he still, he has a place to stay because he's staying with me. And he has food and he has clothes because I provide these things for him. And I feel that it's kind of unfair. So, The Prophet asked him, what what does your brother do? And he is basically a student of knowledge. He studies the religion and he teaches people the religion. Look how the Prophet responded. He said, perhaps Allah is giving you such wealth because of your brother. Again, Allah is providing you with wealth because you are taking care of your brother. And once you stop taking care of your brother, Allah might take all that away from you. So basically this could be looked at in, 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 in two ways Maybe Allah is providing for that scholar For that, I mean student of knowledge That brother Through his brother And that, that's, that's, of course, that's what matters But that's the main reason Now this is the first point That this could be the main reason Why the brother, the wealthy brother Has wealth in the first place Because he's feeding and taking care of his brother It's not about the wealthy one It was always about the poor one Allah wanted to reward the poor one Through his wealthy brother This is one thing You could look at it the other way of Allah is rewarding the wealthy one Because he's taking care of the poor one Either way it's the same thing The guy could be having his wealth Straight up because he is taking care of his brother So the Prophet warned him Do not stop this Because perhaps Allah is giving you wealth Just because of your brother Subhanallah. It's it's critical. It creates a better world. Wallahi. You know, speaking of it creates a better world and a better society, there was also a hadith uh, about a story, you know, uh, the Prophet told us about f- from the people of Israel again. Someone who is a good believer who used to, you know, uh, pay uh, a lot of charity. So what he did was uh, he uh, used to uh, go down uh, Downtown Or down in the city In, in, in the town uh, At night time So nobody would see Who he is He was well known in, in the community In the society But he didn't want people To recognize him And we're going to get to that In a second That you know Not bragging about uh, ch- Paying charity And he used to pay uh, You know the, the the people So one time he went At night time And he gave uh, Charity to a woman And he walked away Then the next day He heard that That woman Was uh kind of a um, uh, a night lady right like she uh, a prostitute basically, and she got paid uh by him, so he got very upset, oh my God, I paid a prostitute, okay, then he went down the next day he's like okay me i I need to fix this, I need to give someone who's truly in need. then he pays two uh money to someone else, and then the next morning they're talking oh this guy is is a is a burglar he's a thief. And someone randomly at night paid him money. So the the guy's like, oh my God, I paid the wrong person again. You know what? I'm just going to go a third time. Let's let me do this. Then he goes at night and he sees a man walking. He gives him charity and keeps on walking. Then the next day he hears the story. There was a very wealthy man who was walking at night and someone came and gave him money. He's like, oh my God, what's going on here? What's going? On? I'm paying like I'm paying a prostitute. I'm paying a a, a a thief, a criminal, and I'm paying someone who doesn't even need money. He's very wealthy. He doesn't need money. What's going on here? Then he decided to stop. He's like, oh, just this is—it's uh, a bad sign, right? Then, a few days after, he hears that the prostitute quit her job. She quit her job as a prostitute because she has money now. Do you understand? She only did this. Now, that does not justify it, but I'm saying she only did this because she needed the money. Now she stopped. The thief stopped stealing because he has money. By the way, he paid, that wealthy man paid generously at nighttime. So that money was enough for them to be well off for a couple of days. So what about the rich man? The rich man felt very embarrassed that someone is paying charity in the middle of the night. So he started doing the same. He's like, you know what? If someone is doing it, I'm going to do it too. I have the money as well. And he realized that what he did fixed the society somehow on a small portion. So if all of us pay charity, all of us will fix society. Think about it this way. And he, of course, he went back and he started, he got that. It was a good sign. It was not a bad sign at all. And he started paying charity, you know, to to, to all these people. And now he caused someone else to pay charity and then, Other people inspired and it created a better and healthier society. It's not just words, Wallah. It's not just words. It does create a better and healthy society. Now I want to get to the last portion. I know we took too long in this topic, but it's very necessary, which is uh, do not brag about paying zakah or sadaqah. Don't brag about paying charity because you destroy the rewards when you do so. As a matter of fact, those who brag. Actually, have a punishment for them on the day of judgment. One of it is Allah does not look at you even on the day of judgment. Imagine that Allah doesn't look at you on the day of judgment. Does not bless you on the day. You will need that look. You will need that blessing on the day of judgment. But if you, which is called al manan, al manan is someone who yamun, meaning you pay money and you say, "Hey man, look, I paid you money. I made you better." Don't do that. And don't go tell other people, hey, by the way, I pay a lot of money. You are allowed, by the way, and and this is one of the things. Don't let people know that you pay charity unless your intention is to encourage them, to give them a story that will make them willing to pay charity, will make them want to pay charity. Otherwise, don't brag. Because when you brag, that money that you paid, you paid it for nothing because you won't take the rewards because you're doing it to brag in front of people. You're not doing it for the sake of Allah And we said intentions matter Your intention when it comes to paying zakah or sadaqah matters And if you do it to brag If you actually forget about bragging If you do it and you try to Again uh, rub it in in their faces The people that you paid zakah for That you rub it in their faces You try to show that you're better than them Or you try to say hey look what I did It all takes those rewards away You don't want that So there is a hadith and it's a metaphoric hadith That when you pay zakat with your right hand Your left hand should not know about it It's a metaphoric But it, you understand Pay it in secret, do not brag Now I said, like, like I just told you Sometimes I pay sadaqah and I feel like It does not decrease from my wealth I told you this because I wanted you to be motivated I was swearing to you that I felt it And I was, wallahi, 100% I'm telling you, I felt it in my life that it does not decrease from your wealth The only reason why I told you this and I mentioned this Is because I wanted you to be motivated To learn from it And you are allowed to do so If you're paying zakat and you want to motivate someone That you know they're not paying zakat Or they don't know enough about zakat or, or sadaqa, Tell them without bragging Just say I pay so you should pay too Because wallahi it does this and it does this Make them motivated You are allowed to do that Otherwise keep it a secret To get the full reward Because you don't know Your intention might play with you Right Like for example You might pay and You don't have the intention That you're doing it For the sake of people You're actually doing it For the sake of Allah But then once you start Telling people what happens They start praising you Oh look at that person Oh he or she They pay zakah. Wow he or she They pay sadaqah MashaAllah And then you start Getting a full of yourself And that is a problem You cannot do that So to keep your intention pure Do not mention it to anyone Unless you are trying to motivate them To pay charity themselves So again my dear brothers and sisters Do not brag This is all coming from Allah Your wealth is coming from Allah It's not coming from you It's coming from Allah You're paying zakat or sadaqah for the sake of Allah Why would you brag? It doesn't make any sense If you brag that means you're not doing it for the sake of Allah It's that simple And do not uh, you know, tell people that you did them a favor Allah did you a favor by giving you the wealth and by making you pay a portion of that wealth for his sake to get rewarded. This is a favor for you, not for the poor people, like I said. You need them more than they need you. So do not rub it in their faces. You know, don't be condescending. Don't do that because wallahi, you are in need of those poor people more than they are in need of you. This is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That you have a little bit of money Above the nisab is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And you should be grateful That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing you to spend For his sake So you can get rewarded in the hereafter And it all comes down to this Yes, you do not have to pay uh, Sadaqah, right? You do not have to pay that voluntary charity That's why it's voluntary, right? Same thing that as you don't have to pray uh, the, The nawafil prayers The sunnah prayers But think about it for a second you really think that you don't need this do you really think that you you know don't need it because if you think that you don't need it then inshallah you're good but of course we do all of us wallahi every single one of us needs this because we do not know how how uh, you know how we're doing when it comes to the mandatory stuff we, you really because by the way for you to get the full rewards of the mandatory stuff you have to really do them as Allah wanted you to do which is also mentioned because Allah's fair. But you know when we're praying for example, we really don't know for 100% focused, that's why Nawafil prayers you know come in and they help us out they you know make up for the the, the prayers that we messed up and sometimes we miss certain prayers and like when it's too heavy for you to pray just the obligatory prayers it's easy for you to quit praying or to ignore or skip a few prayers but if you pray the normal prayers the obligatory prayers alongside with the Nawafil prayers the sunnah prayers it's, it will be very, because now you get yourself, subhanAllah, you get your soul, your nafs to pray extra prayers. So if you will skip on something, it will be the nawafil, not the mandatory stuff. This is actually wallah psychologically speaking, makes a lot of sense. You know, same thing when it comes to the voluntary charity, the sadaqah. When you keep paying extra, not just sticking to the 2.5%, number one, like I mentioned before, you don't know if you're actually paying the 2.5% if you're really trying to get that bare minimum. You know, unfortunately, like I said, some of us are kind of stingy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, oh, 2.5%? Okay, that's what we're going to stick with, and that's about it. Not a single dime more. But if you're paying the 2.5% and more, Right, and then paying extra, an extra, an extra. Guess what, Subhanallah, you'll never get into the danger zone, the gray area, when it comes to am I really paying the two point five percent? Because you're never gonna go below the threshold, right, below the minimum, because you're always paying extra, and that is critical. Get yourself to, you know, to to spend for the sake of Allah, and and Inshallah, I'm gonna end with this. The more you spend for the sake of Allah, the more you really care about the hereafter more than this life. And the more you hold like the more money that you basically try to save or keep or hold on to shows that you are holding on to life way more than the hereafter. Again, it's it's it, it think about you know this relationship. The more you spend on the poor, for the sake of Allah, for for both, zakat and sadaqah, shows that you care about the hereafter more than you care about this life. And the more you save, the more you hold on to your money, shows that you're holding on to this life way more than holding on to the hereafter. It will be a no-brainer to hold on to the hereafter more than this life. But some people, they just... You know, want to enjoy life and they don't care about the hereafter. And and, and by, by the way, paying sadaqah should not take away from you enjoying life, uh, you know, in a halal way. But, you know, it, it, w- it might take away from being extravagant and you, this is a quality that you don't want to have in the first place. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, kanu Those who are too extravagant, spending on themselves and their loved ones, extravagant, Right? They are like the siblings of the devils because this is not a good quality because people are getting hungry out there. People are dying out there from thirst and hunger and they have no shelter and you're like, you know, spending uh, a couple hundred dollars uh, on dinner. No, that's not what a believer should act like. SubhanAllah. And again, spend for the sake of Allah. Every penny you spend for the sake of Allah will be manifested as rewards in the hereafter. And again, because it's not obligatory on, you know, on us, Allah gives you incredible rewards in the hereafter and in this life too. But what we care about more, and there's nothing wrong with caring about, you know, rewards in this life, but really the big prize is the hereafter. And again, at the end of the day, Allah is the one who gives you the money. Allah is demanding you to pay the zakah. And encouraging you to pay the sadaqah, right? Allah is demanding you to pay the obligatory charity And encouraging you, and and really encouraging you To pay, you know, the voluntary one And again, there's no limit There's no minimum, you know, there's no maximum You pay as much as, unlike zakat, of course You pay as much as you can And will make you comfortable But remember, the more you pay The more you will be saved in the hereafter and wallahi, this is it's 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 it, wallahi, it's that simple. Life doesn't last. You will go in your grave without a single piece of anything you own money, uh, uh you know, uh, any belongings, home, car, whatever. You will go there with zero uh, ownership except for your deeds zero ownership you have nothing you own nothing in the sight of allah except for your deeds so use what you own now in this life the physical stuff the materialistic stuff use it and trend like wallahi do the exchange you know like the currency exchange exchange it with rewards something you can meet allah with again when you go to meet allah anything you owned anything materialistic you won't take with you and it doesn't matter at this point you know, you won't own it. That's it. It's done. Your life stopped. It's It got suspended. You won't enjoy it. It won't benefit you. Anything materialistic. The smart move is to switch that materialistic stuff into rewards. Something you can actually take with you when you're facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, I had money. I spent it for you. And again, I'm not asking you to spend all of your money. No, the Islam doesn't ask you to do that. Allah does not ask you to do that. Anything that is extra And again the extra Don't be extravagant and be like Well I don't have that much extra Live comfortably with you know With your family and spend on your family And and comfortably uh, And save again for a rainy day There's nothing wrong with that But when it comes to the surplus right Take some of that and pay for the sake of Allah Because this is the only thing that you will take When meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the grave And this is the only thing that will help you from, from this world in the hereafter you know like ch- turning all the you know your energy turning all your, the stuff that you own into rewards that is the only thing that matters in the hereafter. None of what you own none of none of this matters. none of anything in this world matters except if you turn it into deeds, good deeds, hopefully not you know evil and, and, and sins but good deeds because some people might use the money you know to generate sins. We, don't, we want to stay away from that. So think, you know, the smartest people are those who, you know, think and look at the big picture. Do not look under right under your feet. Look at the big picture. And this is the best way, and it shows your belief in Allah, your belief in his, you know, p- promises regarding uh, charity in general. And it shows also that you are a smart human being. Wallahi, a smart Muslim. When you invest in the hereafter You don't invest in this And again, there's nothing wrong with investing in this life As long as it's halal But you know what I mean Invest in the hereafter Because it's far more important than investing in this life That is for sure Again, at the end of the day uh, This is something for you to think about This is something for you to uh, You know, uh, try to really come up with a, a, A way to be smart Live comfortably Like I said and at the end of the day, try to secure a good position in the hereafter. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi barakatuh.